<laughs> Save it for the cast. Oh man, so we back. Word. The most infamous. The most infamous. It seems like it's been a while. Nah, I don't, it hasn't I, though. It hasn't. It's only been a week. It, it, does it feel like it's we're off? Like like it seems like it's been mad long since I saw you. Yeah, it hasn't been. I think I think because you was out of town. Yeah. And you know we're a day late. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, like that. I th- but I think you going out of town makes it seem like a lot longer. Way off. Yeah, <laughs> everything is out of sync. Yeah, like, he was out of town for like two days. I feel like I ain't seen you in two weeks. Yeah, it's not. Nice. a month. Yeah, it's like, only yo, been... where my man's been at? Last two, last Wednesday, yo, Tuesday. Happy to see you and shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, what up, dog? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't seen you in a month for the seven Sundays. <laughs> Word. But yeah, we back, man. I'm back in the place. Uh, the most infamous podcast on planet Earth. Yes. It looks like the hood is lively today for some. It's, it's the it's the middle of it, buddy. Yeah, they out here. They out today. I told you, man. Out here. Hey, it's active out yeah, here. It, it look real today. Highly active. Fools yeah. are just out doing a thing today. You yeah, know? It look, it look active. Because it's hot. It's July. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's real. You know, probably get about another month of this, and then it's going to go back. Yeah, cool. It's going to cool down. Yeah, 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 man. But nah, I was uh, the. the um, the Milwaukee show was dope. Soul mm-hmm. position in Milwaukee. Right, right. You know, we still got some fans out there. Nice. They were like, word. Nice. It's them guys. It's, it's, it's cool when you like do that and then it's like, they still care. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they yeah, still yeah. like us. Yeah, that's really what it is. You really feel like that. Right. Like, especially oh. right before you about to drop a record. Oh, yeah. Well, it's <laughs> like, good to know. It's good to know. Especially with us. It's been, what, 11 years since we dropped a record? 2006 was yeah. the last record. So... It's been a minute since the Soul Position record came out. And, but both uh, of y'all been active since. So it's not like, you know, y'all just been gone for, you know, 11 years. Yeah. And that's why I, mean? I think people, there's still interest because it's not like we just disappeared. Right. We didn't have no public falling out. Right. It wasn't no beef or nothing. It right. was just, oh, I'm going to do this. You do that. And yeah. then we still cool and we just get together and on again. Yeah. Because, I mean, the, the cool thing is y'all were all, y'all already had y'all's individual you know, careers built before y'all did self position anyway. Yes. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But no, nah, it was dope. Nice. Uh, I lost my voice rapping because I ain't rapped. That's my first show in like 10 months, nine months. Oh, Since word. November. So you, yeah. So your, your throat was like, nah, bruh. <laughs> it was <over. laughs> that hour and a half is like, how, how long was you set? 30 minutes? Hour. Oh, shit. Hour. Your voice was like, nah, 40 bruh. minutes in, I was like, okay, this last 20 is going to be a challenge. It's going to be rough. I have nothing left. Yeah. But I just throated that. <laughs> just growled out the rest of the set like a fucking uh, metal singer and shit. Just let RJ do the last 20. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was awful. But uh, yeah, I mean, the set was great, man. Nice. It was great. But that's nice. all I've been up, you know. Been uh, celebrating my birthday today. Yeah. Not really celebrating, but you know. Yeah, happy, happy B day. I'm too old to celebrate, but you know. I celebrate to myself. I'm happy right. that I'm not dead. Yeah, it's like, hey, you know, another year. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'm here with another year. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Oh, I got it. Today we was talking about online, you know, uh, Minneapolis. Uh We got to do announcements now. So much going on. I got to do announcements. Announce announce some things. We never do announcements because we just be going with it and I forget. So Minneapolis, uh, we got a screening of uh, the King No Crown movie. You know, if you are a Minneapolis listener, that's going down Friday, August 18th at the Parkway Theater. Yes. You heard it here first or maybe second. Yes. But uh, it's going down. I'm going to do a Q&A afterwards. I will be in the building. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Right. I'm in the building. Uh-huh. Uh, figuratively. And, uh, you know, uh, there's a couple more I'm going to announce right here, too. We got um, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, mm-hmm. a screening of the King No Crown movie that's going down uh, Wednesday, August 16th. Okay. 
And then we got Fargo, North Dakota, going down Thursday, August 17th. Oh, word. It's cracking. It's cracking. It's cracking, my G. We out here. We out here. You know, after, you know, we did the dealing with rejection episode. Word. You know, now we're bouncing back. Right, 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 right. You know, we're coming back. You know, (laughs) things are happening. And there's more stuff in the works. Uh, You know, it's not confirmed yet, but we're working on it now. So, uh, you know, I hope to see y'all out there, man. This is happening. Yeah, we're going to do the Midwest first. I'm sorry. the, the Yeah, I guess that's kind of. I guess that's the real Midwest. Yeah, it's real Midwest. Yeah, then we're going to come back and do like the Ohio Midwest. Right, Which right. is like PA, Ohio, maybe some New York or some, a few things out there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we're going to head down south for a bit. Nice. You know, and, and just, you know. Just, just spread the word. Spread the love. The gospel, man. <laughs> spread the gospel. You got to get out there and spread the gospel sometimes. So, you know, if you're out there and you're ready to see the movie, I hope to see y'all out on the 16th, 17th, or 18th if you in Fargo, Sioux Falls, or Minneapolis. Yes. It's happening. Be there or be square. They already know, man. So it's been a long time coming, man. Nice. Think what else is happening in the news? Oh, next Friday, your boy is playing with Cool Keith and Dayton. Oh yeah, this is happening. It's happening. Yeah, I wish I didn't have to work. I would come. Man, it's it's all good. You know, I I don't even know his reputation. Will he even be on stage before one o'clock? Does he even show up early? I don't know. Yeah, I'm supposed to play right for him. I don't know. We'll see. But he's supposed to be doing the uh the Doctor Octagon, right? At that show, I have no idea. I mean, I know he got a new album, but well, I don't think he does a Doctor Octagon. He only does those with the producer, right? Oh, he only does uh, those with um, I'm going, um, oh, what's his name? Dan Automator. Yeah, Automator. Yeah, so I don't think he's doing that. I think it's just a straight okay. up Cookie show. But yeah, that's next Friday. If you're in Dayton, Ohio, um, Friday the twenty first, first of July, I'm playing with Cookie. It's gonna be you and Spare Change, right? Yep, me. Oh, Spare Chain's playing separate. I'm oh, bringing separate. Uh, Detox is DJ for me. Ah. So me and Detox is uh, going to throw down. Uh, Groove is going to be out on family vacation or something. Word. So Detox is stepping in. And then uh, Tino, my guy Tino's playing. Word. And then there's a couple other people down there playing. I forget. Uh, but yeah, come Should through. be a dope show. Holler at your mans. And uh, mad announcements, man. Word. Things are getting busy. Yeah, that's good. Business is starting to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this week. Word. We're going to talk about stories. Yeah. You know, this is going to be a different kind of episode. This is going to be one of those academic joints. <laughs> you hit them with it. Every now and again, we just got to do something ap- academic. And, I've been uh, getting real academic lately, man, with my photography and, and learning things. Videography, learning things. Yeah, yeah, you have to do that. Yeah. You know, it's the backbone of everything. You right. know, you got to have that academic side of it. So uh, this one, we're talking about stories. We want to talk about the importance of telling your story. And how that is important to marketing to your fans or your people. And uh, we want to do this by talking about a story that played out in front of everyone's eyes mm-hmm. this year in the music industry that almost no one kind of noticed for what it was when it happened. Or the last two years. Yeah, the last two years, yeah. right? And so uh, we're going to break that down. And uh, it's going to be dope. Right. Right? Yes. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. Right. We got you stuck off the realness, the most infamous, you heard of us, official podcast murderers, the show comes equipped with few points to share, grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow, so go ahead and download, every single week with a brand new episode, you're not alone in this world cousin, so we share information and honest discussion, and keep repping the culture, like we supposed to, they spread gossip but they never come closer, I can hear it inside their tone, they talk about the industry but never left their home you get laced up 
with bullet points and such plus empowering topics that they never would touch you can put your whole network against the team but super duty tough works the mvp most valuable podcast on mp3 priceless info but all of it's free huh. so take these words home and think them through super duty tough work is coming at you Cubics? Nope. Not today, buddy. <laughs> Only diamonds and emeralds out in this piece. Rubies. Straight up rubies on them. Rubied up. Rubied up. <laughs> All right. So we're talking about uh, story today and the importance of story. And so what I want to first do before we kind of get into the story that we're going to use as an example to point out how this worked is we're going to talk about something that some people have heard of and some people know of, but we're going to re-familiarize those who don't. And it's called three act structure. Mm-hmm. Three act structure is a structure for telling stories, a format that's been around since the beginning of stories, right. where the story is broken into three different acts. This is used everywhere from films to books to whatever, any yeah. kind of story. The best stories fit three act structure. There's ways where three act structure can be broke and you can rearrange the order of each act, right. but it still remains three act structure. So uh, I'm going to just break down what three act structure is real quick. Smack and again it is. So three act structure, the first act, this is coming from Wikipedia. So you guys can follow at home. It says the first act is used for exposition to establish the main characters, their relationships in the world they live in. Later in the first act, a dynamic on-screen incident occurs that confronts the main character, the protagonist, whose attempts to deal with this incident lead to a second and more dramatic situation known as the first turning point, which A, signals the end of the first act, B, ensures life will never be the same again for the protagonist, and C, raises a dramatic question that will be answered in the final climax of the film. The dramatic question should be framed in terms of the protagonist's call to action, Will X recover the diamond? Will Y get the girl? Will Z capture the killer? This is known as the inciting incident or catalyst. As an example, the inciting incident in the 1972 film The Godfather is when Vito Corleone is attacked, which occurs approximately 40 minutes into the film. That's act one. The second act, also known as rising action, typically depicts the protagonist's attempt to resolve the problem initiated by the first turning point only to find him or herself in ever worsening situations. Part of the reason protagonists seem unable to resolve their problems is because they do not yet have the skills to deal with the forces of antagonism that confront them. They must not only learn new skills, but arrive at a higher sense of awareness of who they are and what they are capable of in order to deal with the predicament which in turn changes who they are. This is referred to as character development or a character arc. This cannot be achieved alone, and they are usually aided and abetted by member, by mentors and co-protagonists. Mm. That's act two. 
The third act features the resolution of the story and its subplots. The climax is the scene or the sequence in which many of which in which the main tensions of the story are brought to their most intense point and the dramatic question is answered, leaving the protagonist and other characters with a new sense of who they are. Word. So that, my friends, is three act structure. You know, act two is often, you know, referred to as, you know, uh, conflict. Mm-hmm. Act three is referred to as um, resolution. resolution. Mm-hmm. Right. So why is this important? This is important because as artists, um, it's important to know that stories and things that happen to you sometimes fit into this without you even knowing. Right. Stories are all around us. Things that happen to us are stories. And to illi- and, and those who are able to be the most successful and have the deepest connection with their fans are those who are able to master the art of telling their story. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes their story fits perfectly into three act structure. Now. An example of this word, we shall move forward, shall we? (laughs) Right, right. An example of this that we have seen play out in the last two years, which is my assertion, Mm -hmm. is the uh, the story of what's going on between Beyonce and Mm Jay-Z. Now, if you look at this on a surface level, it just seems like drama in the press. Right. But one, if, if one were to take a step back, one would notice that. This is actually very neatly put into three act structure. I mean, if you listen to the albums. Exactly. You know, if you just listen to the albums and think of this structure with it, that in mind, it becomes very it becomes clear. Very clear. Right. But yeah. most people are not even thinking about it because it's just music, right? right? It's just music. And then you see a headline here, mm-hmm. you see a story there, but you never quite think that this could be orchestrated, mm-hmm. that this could be put out there deliberately with the intent to form a deeper connection with a person's fans. They're masters of this. See, They've that, always been masters. That's my assertion today. Yeah. My assertion is that this is no accident. Right. And so what we're going to do is we're going to break down how this played out in public and how um, people may have missed it, but break down why this is some super slick shit mm-hmm. that you can learn from and use as an artist. And so we'll start with act one. Mm-hmm. Act one is what in this case, you know, is usually as we refer to in three act structure, the first act exposition. This is when you establish the characters right. all is well in the world. <laughs> right. Act one actually begins when Jay-Z and Beyonce are married. Mm-hmm. Their marriage is going great. There's no problems. They're thought to be a power couple that is basically perfect. Right. Nothing's going wrong. <laughs> Jay's the man, Beyonce's the girl. It's like, you know, king and queen. Exactly. When you hear them refer to their story on record, everything is going great. Right. Beyonce feels she's married the perfect man. uh, Jay-Z feels he's married the perfect woman. Mm -hmm. Right. This is act one personified. Paradise. Mm -hmm. And so now we're establishing the characters. We're established Jay-Z. As as one of the top selling acts, uh, you know, a former playboy, mm-hmm. former hustler. Mm-hmm. And then you got good girl Beyonce, mm-hmm. who really has no history dating anyone. Right. And marries the, the, the quote unquote bad boy, if you will. Right. They merge, you know, their 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 empires. Mm-hmm. And now a new happy kingdom is formed. Right. If you look throughout so many stories. This is how all stories start. <laughs> yeah, this is it. I mean, shoot, what, Romeo and Juliet. Come on. You know? <laughs> All of them start this way. 
they start with everything going great. Mm-hmm. That's act number one. And as you see, as we talked about in the first structure uh, of what was there, it says um, it's usually used for exposition to establish the main characters, their relationships in the world they live in, the music mm-hmm. industry. This right. is the world they live in. Later in the first act, a dynamic on-screen incident occurs that confronts the main character whose attempt to deal with this incident lead to a second more dramatic situation known as the first turning point. So what is that situation? It happened in an elevator, it folks. Did. It did happen in an elevator. It happened in an elevator. <laughs> and it introduces more characters also. Come on now. <laughs> is this shit, so it's laid out right there if you yeah. watch it. The, the dramatic incident that occurred on screen, actually. Literally. There was literally a tape of this was Beyonce's sister swinging on Jay-Z in an elevator. Yeah. Prior to that incident, everything was perfect in paradise. Right. And everybody like, why is she swinging on Jake? <laughs> <laughs> what, ha- what did he say to her? Right, right, right. Because <laughs> everyone's thinking Jay-Z must have said something to her. Right. That was the initial thing. Right. Then people started saying, well, wait a minute. What if she's actually attacking him on behalf of her sister? Who's standing right there? Yes. Not doing anything. Not not defending him. Nothing. See? So, like, she's obviously cool with you getting swung (laughs) on my G. (laughs) Exactly. This is what you have to really. This is perfect first act structure. Yeah, beautiful. This is known as the inciting incident mm-hmm. because once that incident happens, the main protagonist now has to go on a journey. Mm-hmm. They now have to confront things that they didn't want to confront before. Right. And so now she's being asked, well, why was your sister swinging on Jay-Z? Mm-hmm. Why didn't you do nothing? Mm-hmm. And what's going on that made her swing on your man? Right. Right. And it's hush. That's act one. Now, What's next? Act two. Beautiful. <laughs> it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful, man. It's so it's so it's so pretty. Now, for those who 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 missed it at home, Act Two is basically where we introduce the main conflict in the story, right? And so, um, Act Two is what we'll call Trouble in Paradise. Mm-hmm. Trouble in fucking paradise. And so, in Act Two. Uh, I'm going to read this again so you kind of understand. This is also referred to as the rising action, typically depicts the protagonist's attempt to resolve the problem initiated from the first turning point, only to find him or herself in worsening situations. Right. So what started Act Two? Act Two started when Beyonce dropped the Lemonade album. This is true. The Lemonade album was really her first time speaking on any of this or any conflict, period. After it really in general for in her general. Yeah, yeah. yeah she never spoke in on her any, career in her career. Right. Mm-hmm. So so people immediately paid it more attention because you had this looming incident in the, in the, the elevator incident right. that was unexplained. Mm-hmm. And then the next time you heard from Beyonce, what did you hear? You started hearing about Becky with the good hair. Mm-hmm. You started hearing about, you know, it was a song called Sorry. Yep. And so some of the lyrics to, to this song are, sorry, I ain't sorry. I ain't sorry. I ain't sorry, nigga. Nah, you know, he trying to roll me up. I ain't picking it up. Headed to the club. I ain't thinking about you. Me and my ladies sip, do whatever. Do say in a cup. I don't give a fuck. Chucking my deuces up. Uh, blah, 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 blah. It's basically a song talking about, it's kind of like the reaction to finding out your man is cheating song. Right. Right. 
right? That's that's all this song is. It's like peace. <laughs> I ain't thinking about you right now, yeah. bro. I ain't thinking about you. I'm out. I'm doing my thing. Nah. And so she's basically alluding, without saying his name, mm-hmm. that to him being unfaithful, and that mm-hmm. for the first time, now we're starting to get a clue into what actually happened. Well, if you um, because I mean, I I kind of followed this a little bit. If the first song that was released off of the Lemonade album was the joint with her and Jack White, which was kind of raw on some um, and she like in the video, she threw her wedding ring at the at the camera and everything. Like it was okay. That was the first video, nice. so it was like, oh, this he fucked up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because because like the end of the song, she says some shit about you gonna lose your wife. Like literally, she says those lines. Oh well, there at it the is. end of the song, and that was there the first is. song okay. that people heard from the Lemonade record. So there you have it. This yeah. this is playing out perfectly in accordance yes. with with three act structure we're now into act two and the stakes are rising now yes now for the first time we're getting an, an inclination that she has conflict with him that he did something wrong and now she's kind of starting to be public about it mm-hmm. he hasn't said anything yet nope. he hasn't really addressed it and so now what do you have in terms of how her her fans are reacting this is what's really fascinating about this is that when you have older artists when you start out in an industry, uh, the, the the your enemy or your arch rival is kind of the the industry itself. Mm-hmm. Like being successful is the biggest challenge. That's your biggest enemy. It's this industry that's trying to hold you and your artistry back. Mm-hmm. So the question becomes: How do older artists create interest in narrative when they have already went through that cycle and conquered the music industry? Right. What we're seeing now is Beyonce and Jay Z showing a different way to do that but using their relationship Mm -hmm. to create new drama that wakes up their fans and gets the industry at large to pay attention to them in a way that did not exist prior to this happening Mm -hmm. and ironically makes some of their best work i mean really arguably yeah you know yeah and it's fascinating because most older artists as you get older you get less and less press mm-hmm. you get less and less uh attention you fall out people just oh look we've written about 100 jay-z records right. what's new well what's new this time is the question mm-hmm. what did jay-z do and what is beyonce gonna do about it right right it's very fascinating and um so as we said act two starts out with her dropping lemonade boom now the questions are in the public now the fans are thinking okay Something's going on. This is tension. Jay must have did something. Right. What did Jay do? She just threw a ring at the camera. <laughs> she said he about to lose his wife. Right. He ain't said nothing back, so she must be right. Right. So now we got this thing hanging in the air, and now the tension is built, and the say the the, the tone is set. Right. And so we're gonna. So what happens next? Because this is the music industry and not a film. Mm-hmm. Is now you just have because it takes a year or two for these things to materialize. Right. Right. So right. during that time. You just have a bunch of silence mm-hmm. and speculation. Yeah. No different than when you're in a movie theater and the, and the hero is having his all is lost moment. Mm-hmm. The all is lost moment happens usually after the first time that the hero confronts their enemy. And they usually lose that right. conflict. Usually get their ass whooped. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we're watching. So, so after her album, we're basically sitting there and it, and it, we're and stuck in, in Beyonce's all is lost moment mm-hmm. where she's 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 alluded to this happening. She doesn't have a solution. Mm-hmm. And we don't know if she's got the skills to navigate or get out of this situation. Will she just divorce this guy? Mm-hmm. Can she fix her marriage? Right. What will our hero do? Right. You know, it's like the damsel in distress is tied on the rain on the, uh, the railroad tracks. Right. And the hero doesn't even know yet. Right. He's like, oh, shit. And the train is approaching her. We have no idea if the day is going to be saved. And that's the middle of act two. Yeah. I'm going to take a break. Right. Over the last several months, as the podcast has been growing, people have been asking how they can support the Super Duty Tough Work podcast. Well, here's three simple ways to support the podcast. Number one, spread the word. This is the easiest and most effective way to support the podcast. In fact, it's free and doesn't cost you a thing. So there's no reason not to do it. If you're listening to us and like what we do, please take a couple of seconds and share the podcast on your social media pages. So whether you have Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, it's highly likely that you've got some friends who share similar interests and tastes and would dig the podcast too. That helps bring more listeners to the podcast and it helps us grow. The second way you can help support Super Duty Tough Work is to comment and rate. Now, if you're on iTunes or you have an iTunes account, give your boys that five-star rating. We need that. The more five-star ratings and comments we have, the higher our show ranks and the easier it becomes for people to find it. If you're on SoundCloud, there's a heart icon next to each episode on the left side. That's the like button. Hit that like button while you're listening. Also, add a comment while you're listening and join the discussion. All feedback is welcome. The third way you can support the Super Duty Tough Work podcast, the most valuable podcast on planet Earth, is to support our music. As you know, Illogic and I are artists. We both put out albums. Illogic makes albums. Buy his albums. I make albums and books. Anytime you support our music, you are supporting the making of the show. You can find my music, books, and t-shirts at waitlist.net. That's the word, waitlist.net. Go there, pick up something, and know that what you spent your money on is an investment back into creative projects like Super Duty Tough Work. In fact, I have a sale going on right now where you can get all three of my books for just $25. I'll even sign the books for you if you request it in your order form. So there you have it. That's three separate ways you can support the podcast. The first two cost you nothing. We thank you for your support already. Back to the show. We the best, man. (laughs) (laughs) Who does this? (laughs) Jeez. 
All right, all right. So yeah, we back in the building. Back in the place to be. So we left off in the middle of Act Two. Only the only way, the only only people that can do it. Yeah, super duty. Who's who's doper? <laughs> who's, 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 we the most dopest, right? Come on, man. And so uh, before we get into the rest of Act Two and in Act Three, I want to talk about why this works. Mm-hmm. And there was one word why this entire thing works, and why it worked so well for Beyonce and Jay Z, and that word is conflict. Yes. Conflict is the main thing that creates a tension in a story. You see, if you were to tell somebody, I went to the store, I got some potato chips and I came home. That's a story. Right. It's a real story. It's an accurate story. But it sucks. Yeah. Because there's no conflict. (laughs) conflict. If you say I went to the store, it started raining on me. Then I got chased by a dog. Then I almost get hit by a car, but I made it back home with the bag of chips safe. That's a fucking story. Right. That's one people want to know. Well, how did you fucking escape the dog? Right. Well, damn, in the rain, dog? Damn. And you almost got hit by a car? Wow. Mm-hmm. You achieved. You're a story. And that's because conflict is introduced. Mm-hmm. Every story that resonates with us has to have some sense of conflict. And so I'm going to read a bit the, the passage from this book. It's called emotion it's called writing with emotion tension and conflict techniques for crafting and expressing uh, uh, uh an expressive and compelling novels by cheryl st john and this uh, passage is called so what is conflict conflict is anything that hinders your character's effort to get what she wants conflict is another person or group of people stopping your character from reaching her goal it might also be an in it and it hold on an inhibiting or possibly fatal situation like terrifying weather or an asteroid hurling towards Earth. Webster's Dictionary defines conflict as the opposition of persons or forces that give rise to the dramatic action in a drama or fiction. This definition is the essence of fiction, and we need to keep it in mind as we develop characters and plots. If there is no conflict, there is no story. In, wor- in order for conflict to arise, each character much, must have a concrete goal. Otherwise, the conflict is only a nuisance. The made-for-TV movie, Meteor, contains a whole lot of delay and external conflict. The main character's goal was to stop the destruction of the world. The old scientist, played by Christopher Lloyd, who had, all, who had the all-important coordinates, and his young female assistant set off to take their information to the powers that be. The old scientist is hit by a car and killed right off the bat. Big conflict for his assistant who grabs the who grabs the laptop and attempts to make the journey on her own. Holy cow, does that chick meet up with bad situations? In Mexico, prisoners pretend to be attacked by oh, prisoners pretending to be police attack her and she manages to escape them. After locating the real police officers while trying to get through a blockade, she gets thrown in jail for possessing a gun she took away from the bad guys. She faces one trial after another. I'm reminded of Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. Her goal was to get home to Auntie M. One situation after another kept her from getting there. You will notice that in an adventure movie, we are always shown a main core of viewpoint characters. We're introduced to their daily lives family situations or jobs act one which Mm -hmm. we talked about Mm -hmm. this is what makes us care about whether or not the asteroid hits or if they 
or if they contract the super flu. In other words, in order for conflict to matter, we have to care. Right. Bars. All bars. All bars. All bars. So that's why this is th- this is working. For the first time in Jay Z and Beyonce's marriage, they finally have conflict again. Mm-hmm. Through that conflict, we now have interest again. People are now talking about Beyonce, wondering what's going on. We cared about her because Act One, they were looking like they were living in happily ever after mode. Right. We got snapped out of that by the elevator thing. Mm-hmm. Further snapped out of that by um, her record, right. which seemed to address it directly. Right. And, Head on. Yes. Yeah. And now there's conflict. Mm-hmm. Now things are interesting. And now for the second part of Act Two, Jay Z comes in. Mm-hmm. 444 album. If you look at this album, the very first song picks up in conflict. (laughs) Correct. Fuck Jay Z. Yes. (laughs) It starts in act two. Uh huh. One might think that they did this on purpose, huh? Right. I mean, it sounds, it's it's genius, man. It's fucking genius. (laughs) If you didn't know better, you know, like Mm. it's very, very slick. So he's, like you're saying, he starts out with. Kill Jay Z, or he's speaking about the conflict and needing to do better. Mm-hmm. Man, I can't believe I did this. Man, you know, never, never go Eric Benet. Right. You know, almost do the what he said, the baddest girl on, on yeah. the world away, or mm-hmm. something like that. So what this does is this this picks up where Beyonce left off, mm-hmm. where Beyonce left off talking about uh, the marriage was in jeopardy, throwing mm-hmm. the ring, saying that I can't believe you would do this, alluding to some girl mm-hmm. with good hair that he was messing with. Mm-hmm. And uh, he picks up by acknowledging the tension. He's right. carrying the torch now. Right, right. Now we have more tension. We're like, oh shit, it's true, dog. It's on his shoulders. Yeah. He's taking it on his shoulders. <laughs> I did it. Yeah. yeah. So now, so, so, they're, and there's silence because he hasn't really spoke on this like that either. And now mm-hmm. for the first time on his record, He's alluding to a conflict and basically admitting that it was his fault. Right. That means a lot. And so now we're furthering the story, trying to figure out how this is going to be resolved. But we're still in act two. So there's still tension. Right. If you listen to Kill Jay-Z, he talks about the Kanye beef. Mm-hmm. That's more tension. Yeah, more tension. You see, every when you're in act two, as mentioned in that passage we read, the hero has to go through multiple obstacles. Right to resolve it's not just one thing mm-hmm. so while he's trying to resolve this thing with his wife kanye's got a beef with him right you know he's still got issues with the industry over the title thing and all yeah, this stuff all kind of not supporting all of that is result is re- is uh alluded to in the first song on on 444 yeah and that is fucking brilliant when you really take a step back and look at it right. so we're picking up in act two speaks on a kanye beef and uh he even mentions solange mm-hmm. you know and says and one line is so the next time he said, All I had to do was admit that I was wrong. Yep. Yeah, he sure does. That's it. <laughs> yeah. All I had to do was admit that I was wrong. This whole thing is playing out like a play mm-hmm. when you break it down like this. What is so what does what does she want to do? As they say, each character has a different goal. Mm-hmm. Her goal was to live happily ever after right. in a in a faithful marriage with a man she loved. His goal, after messing up, was to fix that. Right. They did, couldn't figure out what the solution was until he admits it in his song. All I had to do was admit that I was wrong. And now you know, okay, cool. Just admit that you was wrong, Jay. Right. Bam, you have your solution. And now that we know that this is what's about to happen, we can move forward to the next act, which is resolution. Mm-hmm. But Pete, 
the climax. You have a, a story climax. Right. The climax of this whole shit is the 444 song, mm-hmm. which yeah. comes like three songs later. Right. So he in the first song on the record, Kill J, he's admitting that there's tension, agreeing with her. And then on a 444 song, he's basically being specific about it. Right. Recapping it. And this is like his woe is me uh, darkest hour right. moment. Yeah. Like, man, I messed up. He's talking about I wanted to cry. I shed tears. X, Y, and Z. This is this is perfect storytelling mm-hmm. on, on a macro level. Right. <laughs> you know, that you you got to see it. And so now that he's admitted that and he's admitted that he's ready to turn it around, what happens next? Act three, resolution. And what song comes right after 444? Family Feud. Yeah. You look at the track listing on the album. Beyonce is not mentioned on the album. Right. She comes in right after the track where he's admitting, where he's at his lowest point. Right. This is perfect. Now you see the the two people who had their their problem. Now the song is about family, Mm -hmm. how beefing with your family is not good. And they're together on it. They're (laughs) together for the first time, the whole story. Right. This is act three. Mm Mm-hmm. This is perfect act three, resolution. Beyonce appears on a track with him without being announced. All of a sudden, everybody who's listening is like, ah, right. because you had all this tension prior to that. And, and it doesn't even say, it doesn't even say the feature. No, it doesn't on say the record. anything. Yeah. Cause I was listening to it, I was like, I know that's, I know that's a Clark sister sample. Yeah. But when it gets to the end, I'm like, that's Beyonce singing. singing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, and so, so what you have is like you had all of these, you went through act one, everything was all good, act two, trouble in paradise, and then we have all this tension. And act two typically takes up the majority of the story. Mm-hmm. So now we have act three, which is resolution. And resolution for the story comes on the track Family Feud, mm-hmm. where they are seen together again. All of a sudden we know that things have been resolved. Right. Because otherwise she would not be on the track with him. Right. Right. And and the to further illustrate is the order in which the tracks are placed on the album. Right. Because an appearance by her earlier would have been weird. Right. It wouldn't have made sense. Yeah. He couldn't have had her appear on an album earlier and then rapped about the tension between them. Right. He had to state the tension. This is where we're at. This is the problem. I'm working on it. I'm going to admit I'm sorry. Boom. She appears. Everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. And then now you have resolution as act three. Mm. This, these two records to me, are a perfect example of using three act structure in music that I think should be talked about for years to come that I don't think people are gonna really talk about until later. Right. This will be, if they were to do a movie about this couple mm-hmm. or talk about like, uh, you know, a, t- a biopic or something like right. that, this would be the story arc. Right. This would be the main story arc. It would start with them meeting each this other. This would be act two of the movie. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this, this yeah, whole this thing. Yeah, this whole thing. The whole, this, this is it. Because you have the rise, the fall, mm-hmm. the rise again. Right. Right. And, and act three, now it's all resolved. And, and there is a, a sense of um, ease you feel right. on the 4 4 record when you hear her sing. Mm-hmm. It gives you like a hell yeah. Like, right. you're like all right. Because even the song is more of a feel good. Yeah. The production is different. It kind of it kind of changes moods at yes, that point. Yeah, exactly. And um, you know that that's the three uh, that's the three act structure as it applies to those albums, man. Wow. And uh, for those who haven't peeped it, take a step back and look at it. Take mm-hmm. a step back and look at it. And uh, you are gonna take a break, and then we'll come back and talk about just some lessons from this. What? What's up, everybody? 
blueprint here to remind you that my latest project, the Vigilante Genesis EP, is available right now on Weightless Recordings. The EP is a collaboration between myself and my friend Aesop Rock, which features myself on the rhymes and Aesop Rock on production. If you are a fan of concept albums, comic books, or just good old hip hop, then this EP is for you. Vigilante Genesis is available on signed CD, blue vinyl, and deluxe digital exclusively at waitlist.net. So order your copy today. Thanks again for your support. All right, them dudes. Yeah, man. That's what we do, man. Back in the place. Jesus. Back in the back in the building. How are we so awesome? <laughs> hey. I'm confused sometimes. Hey. We've been touched. <laughs> By the awesome hand. <laughs> By the hand of awesome. Yeah, we drank the awesome juice. Now we do awesome things. Word. All the time. Okay, so what lessons can you learn from this for those keeping score at home? The number one lesson I think you should take from this if you are an artist, business, creative person of any type is that telling your story is not about glorifying bad things. It's about forming a deeper connection with your fans. Being honest. Right. Honesty, man. Right. When Jay-Z, prior to Jay-Z getting with Beyonce, his story was different. But yes. people always felt he was being honest. I'm an ex-hustler. I'm this. I got money. I like living fast. I'm a playboy. I'm the smart hustler who doesn't have to get his hands dirty. That was kind of like his whole lane. Right. He told that story very authentically, and that got him to where he was at. The story with Beyonce, although it takes up one album in each of their careers, it's no different. Mm-hmm. It's very honest, as you say. It's no different than what he was doing before, except it's a little more strategic because now he, it takes a little certain kind of timing to pull it off. Right. But what you need to see is that those of us and, and who understand that like having fans and having people be into what you do is about connection. You understand how important it is to let people know what's going on with you. Mm-hmm. When you think about like who we decide to to support in music, all things considered, if you have two artists who are equally dope, but you know more about another one struggle to get where they're at. Right. Typically, you're going to support the person whose story you're more familiar with. Correct. That's the that's the story of Beyonce's whole career. Mm-hmm. Her fans know her whole story from Destiny's Child to yeah. now, yeah. and they support her heavy because they know her story. Even though she's not even that, she doesn't even put her business out there really. No. Nah. But this was special because she did, and it's because she had it before. I think she was able to capitalize now. Mm-hmm. I think if she'd have been a person who was always being super personal and right. putting her business street, it wouldn't have mattered. Nope, it would have been the same thing. Right. You know, this, yeah. she she just dated someone else. Another Beyonce breakup in public. Mm-hmm. This was special and it kept people in tune because it, she never played uh, it out. She just kept it fresh right. and it kept its novelty. So lesson number one: telling your story is not about glorifying bad things. It's about forming a deeper connection with your supporters. And the same with Jay. I mean, you knew Jay was messing with women, but you didn't know who. There was never like, yep. you know, there was never no public Jay-Z girlfriend, very you true. know, or relationship until him and Beyonce got together. Very, very true. Very true. Yeah, he's a private guy too. Mm-hmm. And so when you add those two things together for the first time in their career, they were able to put something together and kind of, uh, use that energy that they never used before right. which as veteran artists which i mentioned before it's very hard 
to get people to pay attention once they feel like they know who you are and mm-hmm. what you're about. Right. As you're a veteran artist, people are like, I know him. I know what they're about. Right. I know his story. Right. But when you do something like this and you, you bring them into this world, you give them a different look at um, who you are. Mm-hmm. And it gets to form a stronger connection, which is difficult when you're a veteran. Right. And so that's lesson number one. Lesson number two, and this is basic, but I'll say it anyway. Understand how sto- important story is in everything you do. Mm-hmm. Like we said with the going to the store album. I'm going to the store story. Yeah, going to the store and getting a bag of chips is boring. Right. But going to having to overcome obstacles to get that bag of chips makes you uh, relatable. And people who have gone through conflict and drama will support you because they know that you're you're it's not easy for you. Right. When you release a product, every product or service you provide has a story. Every album you release, every book, every blog, everything that you're talking about has a story. Those who are able to tell their story are the ones who seem to be the most successful, though. Mm -hmm. And so you want to always take a step back from anything you're doing and ask yourself, what is the story behind this record? Is it just a bunch of songs? Is this just a product? Did I just write 20,000 or 100,000 words and release this book? Is it just a cool thing to put on your coffee table? Or is there something behind this Mm -hmm. and the making of this that you need to know that will better help you make your decision as to whether or not you want to support it? Where? Where? Um, Number three, and this is the last joint. Without conflict, you have no story. Yeah. (laughs) So true. No conflict, no story. No conflict. And even if there is no conflict nobody cares if there's no conflict <laughs> like i went to the store i bought some chips don't like care no no one cares no but i got into a car accident on my way home Ooh, what happened to you <laughs> right wait a minute are you okay right. are you all right Man. like people care i got in an accident too the other day where was your accident at right you see how it opens up the dialogue correct all you have to do is speak to who you are and what you're going through and then the dialogue completely changes exactly you know so uh you know, without conflict, you have stories. So that's the whole Beyonce and Jay Z lesson of this this podcast, man. And uh, I hope people got something out of this. Yeah, I hope so too. You know, I, I don't know if we can take bets on to whether they did it on purpose or not. I know they're pro- well, people will probably be divided, right? But if you're on SoundCloud, let us know if you think they did it on purpose, right? Or if you think this just happened to be how it fell into place. But um, I think that this whole thing is kind of uh it's brilliant marketing oh brilliant honestly i think like jay probably cheated and it was probably like okay how can we use this yes you gotta take (laughs) some lumps in public jay yeah 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 your your payback for doing me wrong is that you gotta let me air you out yeah because there was like there was um things talking about where they asked jay-z after the record she they got permission from each other to talk about certain things yep in public you know what i'm saying so he knew he was gonna take some lumps but he also <laughs> knew like okay i'm gonna have my you know what i'm saying i'm yeah. gonna have my redemption yes. i'm gonna come back you know yes. what i mean so i think it was planned out to an extent you know after the conflict you know was presented yeah yeah and it's 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 brilliant so you know to those of you at home listening uh, think about your story. Think about what you have to offer that's different than everybody else. It doesn't have to be what they did. Mm-hmm. But everything you do has a story because you actually had to overcome something to get it done. Word. And so that's it for this week. Yes, sir. I guess we'll holler at next week. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes.
Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace. Shoot, I got styles already that's more complex than nobody know about. I mean, super duty tough work. <laughs>